Good morning. It is the first Friday after Ash Wednesday, 16th of February, 2024. And I have spoken at length about how we appear to be entering the next phase of the the banishment of the traditional Latin mass and the bearing of the preconciliar liturgy, the pre bearing of the preconciliar form of, this, of all the sacraments and sacramentals and devotional life and all of it that goes that goes hand in hand with traditional parishes. Some might think that's hyperbolic, but even the form of blessings used for things like rosaries and things were changed after the council. I don't know why they needed to change everything, but they did. And the traditional mass is the epicenter of those changes. And the resistance to their changes is, of course, has rallied around the liturgy for the law of how we pray is the law of how we live and how we believe. And the next phase has begun. Man, it's not just the diocesan parishes anymore that are being done away with, although we are now seeing a pickup of that as well, as I've reported on twice this week already. What we now have is a story out of uh, Texas that illustrates this entire phase of what's going on. They're going after the institutes next. And a lot of these have to are they're going for the low-hanging fruit first often about issues of money and other sorts of things. But anything remotely independent they're going after next. Um, here we have this a story that I found fascinating because I was watch, paying attention to see how much of the story was actually getting picked up by anybody in the media, in the Catholic media, and has gotten almost no reporting whatsoever. And part of my title of this is, Why Are Laity Covering This Up? You're going to see why I put that in here and we're going to talk about this because you'll see the story is odd so this involves something called the sanctus ranch out in the diocese of san antonio so you get the headline from the san antonio report which is a secular news outlet pseudo parish under scrutiny as archbishop bans hill country facilities use as a retreat center now i'll I'm going to show you here. We'll get back to that article in a second. I'll show you here their Facebook group, the Facebook page. Um, the Because Sanctus is, a, it, when they say that they're a retreat center, that, that's what they are. Like most dioceses have a retreat center, an independent retreat center that uh, has an official relationship with the diocese. Usually it's privately owned. Sometimes they'll do ecumenical things, you know, so they're not just trying to rent things out to Catholics, but they'll rent them out to Protestants. They'll have different kind of rooms set up for different needs, that kind of thing. I don't think that's what Sanctus Ranch is, but they're not far from that. So you've got, when you just scroll through their Facebook page, they got their official statement on this, which we'll get to here in a few minutes. But you see, you know, they're, they've got the Lumen, they host pretty mainstream Catholic things. They are traditional leaning. I believe they offer the traditional sacraments and all that. You know, wine tastings, how, how, how schismatic. Oh, known schismatic Jesse Romero is speaking. Okay. I'm being facetious and sarcastic when I call him a schismatic. Clearly, if you've listened to Jesse Romero, he is not a schismatic. Some people can't pick up on my sense of humor, but he was there. You know, they have this annual retreat to Bethlehem that they do. Nothing out of the ordinary. Okay. We're not talking about, you know, some weird cruises sea or other kinds of things when, you know, nothing, when you scroll through here, you see nothing going after any local church authorities. All right. So 
And the reason we're going to talk, I wanted to make sure you saw that is because as we get to the story, you're going to see very one-sided take on this from the San Antonio report. So published about a week ago. And weirdly, again, hardly anything in Catholic media, if anything at all. And any attempts to spread this on social media have met with resistance. Catholics have pushed back on it. I don't know why that is. I'll give you a hypothesis here after we get some details. So the leader of the Catholic Church in San Antonio, that would be the bishop, by the way, for the author of this piece, has issued a rare decree urging church members not to participate in activities as a privately owned hill country retreat center known as Sanctus Ranch. Sanctus is Latin for holy, but the retreat center does not have the archbishop's blessing. The owners of Sanctus Ranch in the Bondera County community of Pipe Creek are misrepresenting their the activities there as Catholic, said Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Siller on late January. I showed you a couple of months of their activities. They're Catholic. Let's keep going. Among his concerns are the presence of two priests who are not in good standing in a chapel that lacks, lacks canonical status, a term that means it is not officially recognized by the church. As an aside, I actually have spoken with some priests who have been there. All of the priests the Sanctus Ranch had there were had actual were in good standing with their dioceses. Okay, so let's keep going. Currently, the chapel is being operated as a pseudo-parish with a regular Saturday evening vigil mass and Sunday mass, including weekly collection. Garcia Siller said in a statement to clergy, Catholic school principals, and other Catholic groups in late January. The bar, so, again, notes the weekly collection. Okay, money is, at the, is definitely part of this. The Archbishop said he has sent a letter outlining his concerns to Dan Savigny of Sanctus Ranch after several months of unsuccessful attempts to dialogue. I cannot and will not be silent and witness the people of God being misled by those who are acting independently of the Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. He also stated that Catholic-affiliated groups and parishes are prohibited from contracting with or utilizing Sanctus Ranch for retreats, meetings, or other events. And the Archdiocese would not give more comment on the issue. Now, but Bishop is there is trying to put them out of business, basically. And again, they run a, what is normal in any diocese. You look up on any diocese, either in a or small diocese, maybe they'll be in a neighboring diocese, but there are always retreat centers and they're usually independent. They're usually run independently. They may have some kind of an agreement with the bishop and there had been no problems with this before because as a priest that I checked in with had told me, the bishop had been there. He'd been there personally before. Representatives of his have offered mass there before. So again, this is a really weird story that hasn't gotten much much attention except for that one secular outlet because I have looked and I could find very little, precious little on this. So let's go to what the diocese has to say about this. Let's actually read their decree officially. So this is from the Archdiocese of San Antonio, as you can see on the letterhead there, and it was dated, where's the date on this thing, but dated the January 30th. It says, to all clergy, religious, school, principals, acts, retreat cores, acts, I don't know if you're familiar, there's a, at least I hadn't encountered it when I lived on the West Coast, but it, here in Oklahoma, it's in Texas too, assuming it's a, it's a heartland thing, it's definitely like a retreat program you see in a lot of dioceses in this region. Um, anyway, apostolic groups and the Christian faithful in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Greetings in the Lord. Again, this is from the bishop. 
After several months of unsuccessful attempts to dialogue with the owners of Sancta's Ranch Retreat Center, let me know in the comments, by the way, if you cringe every time you see the word dialogue in official church documents. Located at the address in Pipe Creek, Texas, concerning the actions and activities at this privately owned entity, I authorized a letter to be sent to Mr. Dan Sevigny of Sanctus Ranch outlining my concerns, which include the following. One, the presence of priests on the campus of Sanctus Ranch who do not possess faculties from their dioceses. Nor status of good standing from their respective bishops. They are also not in possession of the required faculties nor required permission to exercise ministry of any kind in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. These priests may have been disciplined by their respective bishops. If they are exercising unauthorized ministry at a privately owned business without supervision, without canonical authority. To be a priest in good standing is to act under the authority of a bishop who is in communion with the Holy Father. These priests are acting independently of the Catholic Church. Pause here. He's saying there are schismatic priests there. Priests or canceled priests. Okay. So if at any time a priest associated with the coalition for canceled priests showed up here at Sanctus Ranch, he's including them too. But he's acting as if these are SSPV priests or maybe SSPX priests, depending on this bishop's attitude towards the Society of St. Pius X or some of the independent priests that are known to be out there who have some, odd, at times, odd takes on things. Let's continue. Divine Mercy Chapel, located on the property of Sanctus Ranch and designated on its website as a church militant outpost, is an unapproved chapel, lacking any canonical status. There's been no approval granted to conduct sacramental ministry of any kind in this chapel, and the altar has not been dedicated for the sacred liturgy. Currently, the chapel is being operated as a pseudo-parish, with a regular Saturday evening vigil mass and Sunday mass, including a weekly collection. The Sacrament of Reconciliation, which is being celebrated by Reverend Donald Kloster from the Diocese of Bridgeport and Reverend Jeffrey Fashing from the Diocese of Wichita, is invalid since they are functioning without the necessary canonical faculties. The validity and licensity of the sacraments being celebrated by Mercy Chapel cannot be guaranteed. So let's fact check that. Those priests can still absolve your sins. Okay. They might be committing a sin by doing it without the permission of the bishop, but they can still absolve your sins. The operation of Lumen Christi Academy and its misrepresentation of the public, it is not an approved Catholic school by the Archdiocese of San Antonio. So they are objecting to a, essentially what is a private Catholic operation here. The presence of unauthorized priests, personnel, and volunteers at Lumen Christi Academy who are not safe environment certified. For those of you who are aware of what that is, that is a uh, that, that's what we call a dog whistle. Okay, don't bring your families here; it might be bad. That's what they're saying. Invoke they're invoking the name of Ted McCarrick without ever invoking his name. The unauthorized use of the word Catholic throughout the website of Sanctus Ranch. Now it is unfortunate that the situation with Sanctus Ranch has devolved to this point, but Sanctus Ranch Spiritual Retreat Foundation and Lumen Christi Academy cannot be allowed to misrepresent their Catholic status to the public, while soliciting and accepting donations from the people of God in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. Sanctus Ranch is not and has never been an approved Catholic apostolate. It is a privately owned business that is misrepresenting itself to the public. I cannot and will not be silent and witness the people of God being misled by those who are acting independently of the Catholic Church in the Archdiocese of San Antonio. What are they misleading people with? There is no place that it, there's nothing in here that says they're being misled. Therefore, effective today, Catholic parishes, schools, Catholic-affiliated organizations, apostolic groups, and all Catholic entities are prohibited from contacting with 
contracting with or utilizing Sanctus Ranch for any Catholic-sponsored retreats, meetings, activities, or spiritual endeavors until further notice. If contracts have been signed with Sanctus Ranch, please discuss alternatives with our legal counsel. I also urge the Christian faithful not to attend or participate in the Masses and other sacraments being celebrated at Sanctus Ranch, nor to participate in any of its activities. Let us stand united in our Lord Jesus Christ and the church he has entrusted to our care. Sincerely yours in Christ, signed the Archbishop. Now, I want to remind people of something here with this story. Over everything looms Traditionis Custodis, which explicitly limits the number of traditional Mass offerings in any diocese. And if a bishop is trying to have more than the limited amount, he has to get permission from Rome. What do you want to bet that a phone call happened from the Vatican when they noticed there was a, a place offering the traditional Mass on a regular basis with traditional sacraments? So let's go to Sanctus Ranch's actual response to this, which they posted on their Facebook, because they do have one, as I showed you, but also to their website. For immediate release, let's make sure we are big enough so you can follow along if you want to. Sanctus Ranch responds to Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Siller's false and defamatory allegations about private retreat center. Archbishop offered Holy Mass twice at a retreat center he now opposes. He seemed okay with it until recently. What changed? Dated the 9th of February, so this was just a week ago today. Archbishop Gustavo Garcia Soler's prohibition, quote-unquote, of January 30th, barring Catholic entities from contracting with Sanctus Ranch, a private entity and our treat center located in Pipe Creek, Texas, and urging Christian faithful from attending, quote, any of its activities, if intentional, constitutes an egregious exercise and abuse of ecclesiastical power on the part of a sitting archbishop of the Catholic Church. Sanctus Ranch and its owner are considering all of their canonical and civil legal options regarding the attempt of the archbishop to destroy a private Texas business ordered to the building up of the kingdom of God and vilify two priests as well as a hardworking layman. As an aside, I mentioned earlier, I spoke with one of the, I did speak with a priest who has, who knows about Sanctus Ranch and it is not either of the ones list named there. I'm not going to name the person because as you might guess, he might, the, the priest that I spoke with may get in trouble. If he, for having talked, spoken with me about this. Let's continue. Sanctus Ranch is a private retreat center in the state of Texas and has never claimed to represent the Catholic Church, act on its behalf, or operate as a part of the ecclesiastical structure of the Catholic Church, contrary to what is insinuated by the Archbishop's statement. The owner and executive director, Dan Savigny, is a faithful lay Catholic in good standing with the Church. Over the years, he has spent millions of dollars of his own money to create a private oasis within an otherwise desiccated ecclesiastical landscape, and he has had every right to do so under civil and canon law. Despite the archbishop's statements asserting, quote, there has been no approval granted to conduct sacramental ministry of any kind in this chapel, and the altar has not been dedicated for the sacred liturgy, in 2019, the archbishop himself twice celebrated mass on a non-dedicated altar of the ranch. His auxiliary bishop, Gary Janik, also offered Mass on the same altar for a men's retreat in October 2021. For the archbishop to condemn publicly his own ministerial conduct, as well as that of a bishop Janik, is the essence of hypocrisy. In his prohibition, the archbishop attacks two devoted priests who had offered to help the lay faithful coming to Sanctus Ranch for spiritual aid and respite. The first is the Reverend Donald Kloster, who was personally accused by the archbishop of having invalidly dispensed the sacrament of penance at Sanctus Ranch. One major problem with that allegation, the Reverend Closter has never even heard of heard, even heard confessions or imparted sacramental absolution at Sanctus Ranch. The second priest mentioned, the Reverend Jeffrey Fashing, was granted by his home diocese of Wichita the habitual faculty to absolve from sins confessed in the sacrament of penance, 
According to Canon 967, subsection 2 of the Code of Canon Law, this faculty is effective everywhere unless revoked by another bishop. The Archbishop of San Antonio never revoked the Reverend Fashing's faculty to absolve from sin, and so all of his absolutions were from sin were valid. Contrary to what is implied, the priests who have periodically visited the private property and given spiritual solace to those who attend retreats and meetings have never suffered canonical penalties and are not in violation of the universal law of the Catholic Church. If intentionally made, the assertions of the archbishop that these two good men and priests invalidly dispensed absolution from sins confessed are false and injurious according to the canon law of the Catholic Church and require reparation of the harm inflicted, only the Vatican's court system may adjudicate if the archbishop maliciously committed canonical crimes, according to the canon law of the church. Given the gravity of the matter, the two priests who have been libeled and the injuries suffered by them, Sanctus Ranch and its owner, the misconduct of the archbishop is being reported to the Vatican. Let's pause here. Why hasn't this been reported widely in the Catholic media? Now, I know from a source that LifeSite's working on something on this, and so this won't be the last you hear from me on this, but... Why hasn't this been reported to the in the Catholic media? Ask yourself that question. Sanctus Ranch only exists to provide spiritual solace to Catholics, other Christians, and all men and women of goodwill who are seeking to deepen their relationship with Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, the Archbishop goes to great pains to poison the well against the retreat center and owner of for unknown reasons. Regarding Lumen Christi Academy, it does not claim and has never claimed to be an archdiocesan Catholic school. It operates as a place of learning according to the Socratic method and the classical Christian tradition. Due to its founding families, the ethos of the school has been unapologetically Catholic since its inception. For the archbishop to claim there is a, quote, misrepresentation to the public is false and misleading. The archbishop has disrespected the children and families who have chosen the private this private education. He owes a sincere apology to the families who have benefited from the education offered at Lumen Christi Academy, whom he has gravely scandalized. Finally, for the Archbishop to declare that numerous entities under his authority are not or are prohibited from contacting, contracting with Sanctus Ranch and have already done so to contact his office raises a serious questions of a legal order. Lawyers are being consulted to determine the next appropriate steps. If the Archbishop desires more synergy with Sanctus Ranch to achieve common goals, Sanctus Ranch management is willing to turn the other cheek and engage, subject to reasonable notice of an agenda and good faith on the part of its representatives in view of working together in and harvesting good fruit from the vineyard of our Lord Jesus Christ. But first, the Archbishop needs publicly to retract his false allegations and publicly apologize to them whom he has defamed and injured, whether intentionally or unwittingly. Reverend Jeffrey Fashing, the, the Reverend Donald Kloster, Dan Savigny, and the parents and children of Lumen Christi Academy. Not once did he or his aides even ask those to fame by him if specific allegations were true prior to the release of the prohibition. As a shepherd of souls, the Archbishop's statement should have been based on verified facts. Unfortunately, it was rooted in some rather uh, damning falsehoods. And there you see offering the Mass, which, by the way, that's not even a traditional Mass they're offering in that picture. Okay, so they, they offered all kinds, all variations. And what the bishop said there appears to not have been true. And I have got from independent confirmation that the things the bishop said there was not true. So what's going on here? This is clamping down on any and every single op option for traditional sacraments. They did offer the traditional mass there. I verified that with a priest as well. So let me know in the comments, what do you know about this? Traditional Catholic says this letter from the priest sounds bold. My only thought about that really 
what do they hope to get from the Vatican on this? Is the Vatican court system going to be trustworthy? Are they going to be able to handle this case? Will we will more come out? Now, remember, we're talking about the Vatican system. This is not an American court system. So who I don't know how discovery and all that kind of stuff works in that, if there is even such a process. Um, now, let me show you something. Let me mention something here. In my title, I asked, why are the lady not covering this? It's worse than that. Anytime these statements from Sanctus Ranch get posted or articles about it get posted into Catholic groups on like social media, Catholic moderators of those Catholic groups delete them. Why is that? Why are they suppressing the other side of the story? Only going with the bishops. It's a very ugly look, especially if you're like running a traditionalist Catholic social media operation and you are not at least giving them the others the uh, uh their fair side of this now i waited several days to report on this myself because i was waiting to see if the the bishop was going to say something in response to what sanctus ranch has said they've said nothing as you can see by going simply to the actual facebook page of the archdiocese that was posted on february 1st so we go back here and so what do you have here? You got our typical diocesan posting, typical diocesan posting, typical posting, typical posting. I mean, this is normal stuff is on there, but nothing about Sanctus Ranch. And you go back like this for several days, you will find nothing. So the question is, when are they going to respond? When are we going to get more details? When are they going to potentially talk about, speak the truth on things? Deborah Saints likes to remind people the SSPV have their own chapel outside of San Antonio. Um, yeah, people need to start thinking about their options for mass. David Wilson says to find some catacombs. Can the bishop shut down masses at a private family chapel? Yes, he can. Now you can choose to ignore him if your priest is willing to go along with it. But most of the priests in your diocese are going, the vast majority of them are going to be diocesan priests. So yes, he can shut them down. He can just tell the priest not to go. To have the Blessed Sacrament, a consecrated host in your home, requires reserve there requires permission from the bishop. So yes, they can shut down private masses in your own private family chapel. But notice that the letter doing that never cites a formal decree from the bishop saying, don't offer masses here, faculties for these priests were, were revoked. Nothing like that was cited. It was simply an assertion as if, they had never had those faculties in the be to begin with, which is contested by Sanctus Ranch itself. Joseph says, as a native of San Antonio living in Austin, this past week has been devastating between the removal of my home TLM, and TLM mass at the, the cathedral and losing this re retreat center for our youth ministry. Right. And there are people who believe that the Archbishop of San Antonio is actually one of the better ones. I, there are a number of litmus tests you can apply to our bishop, and one of them is Traditionus Custodus. Again, Traditionus Custodus looms large over this whole subject, over Sanctus Ranch. Because, as I mentioned earlier this week, we began the new phase of Traditionus Custodus's implementation, not only with the, what we call the cleanup operation now of uh, diocesan TLMs, but also other options for TLMs that aren't groups like the FSSP, which some people for some reason actually take seriously. That handwritten note Francis gave to a couple of their priests, uh, 
saying that they could offer the mass in perpetuity in, in the, with the 1962 books, but it was written on a napkin, never put into the official Vatican archives for this. The only copy of which you can read is from an FSSP website. I know I covered that story when it happened. I don't know why anybody takes that seriously. It's not part of the Vatican legal system. But the next, this phase appears to be the cleanup operation. And part of the reason it's a cleanup operation is, and I learned this from uh, people just telling me in their comments, right? Traditional custodians came out in 2021. In 2022 and in 2023, you started having a lot of stories about that made people think that everything was going to be fine when dioceses reported that they were being given extensions by their by the Vatican from reducing the TLM op, uh, options down to the minimum required, that they were allowed more. But those extensions were two years. And so those granted in 2022, well, now it's 2024. Do the math. A lot of those are going away this year. And those extensions are probably not going to be extended. The document itself says that the point of Traditionis Custodis was to get those, quote, dedicated to the traditional mass back to the Novus Ordo to, to re-educate us on how great their reform was. The end game is to get rid of it all. So the next phase is to eliminate any semi-independent operation, Sanctus Ranch being the highest profile one. If you operate a similar kind of retreat center anywhere in the United States, feel free to email me. I've got it in my Dropbox my, or my in my description box below is an email address. I will guarantee your confidentiality. Let me know if you've had similar kinds of problems or if they're, you're having problems brewing with your, with your ordinary. Let me know if there's been talk about not being able to offer the traditional form of the mass anymore at your retreat center for private groups. Let me know if there's anything that, sh that shows that this is more widespread than Sanctus Ranch and not just them being a, the isolated incident. You're, I will guarantee your anonymity. Let's check the, uh, let us check the actual chat here. Does anyone have the horrible feeling that the hammer will come down nationwide on Passion Sunday or thereabouts? Um, I don't know if I'm on the traditional mass. There are other documents promised by the Vatican between now and then, but I would not be surprised if we got something else on the liturgy. After all, the Vatican is working on a liturgy based on the, what the, the Synod on Synodality demanded. The Synod of Sin said explicitly that they need to work on a uh, all the bad liturgies you've seen and make them better. And that sounds like a good idea, but remember this Vatican will take that opportunity and every opportunity to, to, to further tighten the screws on the traditional mass. But there are other things coming first, I suspect. Raymond says our present priest was ordained in Nigeria. He said his Bishop from Nigeria gave him authority over Providence as Bishop. I'm not sure if that's correct. Uh, it's, it's complicated, but to operate in the diocese, he needs a local ordinary's permission at the end of the day. Even if that means he uh, he answers to his uh, his own ordinary in Nigeria. Uh, give an example of this that might make more sense than that. The FSSP, they don't have a bishop. I knew a priest who, um, I won't identify who this priest was, but he was recalled back to his home diocese by his bishop and his bishop is one of the worst in the country one of the most hostile to tradition now he's he was recalled there and so the fssp put him in charge of a chapel in that 
in that area. That was that satisfied the bishop. But FSSP priests answer to their ordinaries too. At least, at least in that case, it was the, that was the case, and I'm certain it's in the other cases too. So yeah, I would imagine Raymond that your uh, priest, your 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 priest from Nigeria, is also under that same situation. Deborah says this archbishop is not one of the better ones. He severely limited the diocesan mass here right after Traditionus Custodis. He also has a past history of protecting priests accused of the Ted McCarrick stuff. There you go. David and Melissa Aguilar say the SSPX need a lot of priests. They need a lot of priests and they need a lot of property. Um, they have uh, thriving vocations, better than almost anybody else. But that, And they are like the fourth largest, I think. If you count them as a religious order, then they're like the fourth largest in the church. But they need more. Um, Traditionalist Catholic says, I'm wondering if the Vatican is denying extensions because they're tired of trad speaking up. That might be part of it. After all, we've heard a lot about social media from Francis lately. But there's uh, also, some of that is also going to be, they want this done, I think, before Francis goes to his judgment. They want this done, the traditional mass topic done. By the way, if you hadn't heard, Francis is taking a week off for prayer and reflection for Lent, a week, which is fine. I hope it's fruitful for him. But uh, we might, you know, have a slowdown in Francis-related news until mid-next week. That might be a blessing. Um, Anna says, my bishop, who I will not name, is permitting the SSPX to offer Sunday masses in a beautiful shrine. Please pray for my bishop that he may be protected under his mantle kept hidden. Yes, and that's actually not unusual. It's not, that's unusual in the United States, but outside of the United States, you find that the SSPX often has a pretty positive relationship with local ordinaries who are at least have some sensible attitudes about uh, uh, tradition and traditionalism that the SSPX often gets along famously with their bishops. There have been, there was a case in the United States where a local ordinary request, uh, talked to the, uh, the local SSPX priest and he went to their mass and introduced himself to the lady there as their bishop. And he had nothing but positive things to say about the SSPX priest there. And everything was fine. I'm pretty sure that Bishop went there for the confirmations, which saved Bishop Filet or um, whoever the other bishops of the SSPX are who still do the confirmations, a lot of trouble. Again, this is this is why I always laugh when someone says, oh, they're in schism. I'm like, oh, you better send that memo to a bunch of the bishops then <laughs> and find the memo from Vatican declaring that. David Wilson says there's only eight TLMs left in Scotland and four ordinariate masses. Does that include society masses in, the, in Scotland? I don't know what the SSPX presence is there. We're similar groups. Marianne says, sounds like the bishop wants his cut. The retreat and school are competition. I have seen that accusation in, uh, made by people when they've been able to talk about this on social media. I've seen others having that, uh, that observation. All right, folks. Uh, the SSPX is getting inquiries, says Damien. Well, I mean, that's not to be... Um, do I think the Bishop Filet is going to have to ordain additional bishops? Uh, I'm going to wait to report. I've heard things. I'm going to wait to report on anything until I hear it from the SSPX themselves. I don't deal with the rumors about them anymore. It's just not worth my time. So I'm going to just wait until they make a formal announcement. And I, But I hear things. Um. Megan says there is no SSPV chapel outside of San Antonio. I just looked on their website listing all mass locations. There's nothing in Texas. There might be something a mass said privately at someone's home or on in a barn or something. And it wouldn't surprise me with them. Um, let's see. 
lots of reports here of SSPX building bigger chapels, which is good. Um, Miriam is requesting prayers, which reminds me there was um, a listener of mine, longtime listener of mine, has been telling me that privately they are in their last days. They're getting a, they're getting formal care for that, but they're in their last days. Her name just I. I said what her name was on Twitter, but I'm not going to say it on YouTube. So just please pray for her intentions that she may be given all the graces she needs in her final days. Okay. Please keep her in your prayers. Jacob says across the country, parishes are closing down and joining. If Pope Francis didn't shut down on the growing fruits of the Latin, right? They might take over closing down the regular. I think that's why I do think that's actually why it's, you see these, the traditional parishes are bursting at the seams 99 times out of a hundred while ordinary form parishes across the board are, are have smaller and smaller attendance. And it's also older and older attendance. I started noticing this long before I had this channel when I, there's a, a, a diocese, just a normal diocesan parish, not far from me. And I saw they had two banners up. One had the, you know, please pray for all these new people coming into the church. I had like five or six names, right. For, as we were, it was during Lent is approaching Easter and they still had up their banner from the previous November for all the members of the parish who had passed away. And that list was enormous compared to what was coming in. It's, and it's not, that's, that may sound anecdotal, but I've seen similar things in other parishes. The writing is on the wall. And I think that's why they want the people who are the most fervent to come back to the so-called ordinary form, thinking that we can just bring that with us to something we find to be fundamentally flawed. Raven Ray says the SSPX in Manila, they go along with the devotions and prayers announced by the Catholic Bishops Conference of the Philippines that are not in conflict with tradition. See? Right. It's not so cut and dry. DIY Queen says, so if you're not giving the bishop money, you are out. Uh, that's what seems to be the implication. Um, do I recommend the monthly mission by the SSPX to the local hotel now that Austin has no TLM in the city? I am pro SSPX. And if that is your option, I would take it. Um, all right. Oh, and we got to see somebody saying in Orlando, the SSPX had their, their, their confirmations in the diocesan chapel. So there you go. I mean, again, anyone telling you that they're in schism are make, making their own, making the rules up for themselves. All right, folks, if there is any other comments in the, on this subject, I will be covering this as it goes on. This is, story is certainly not over yet. Um, we're still waiting on the bish on the archdiocese to respond, or Catholic media to respond. I know LifeSite's doing its own investigation. So as as this story develops, I will bring this back to you because, again, we're in the next phase of the end of the traditional mass. Let me know what you think of all this, please. While if you're watching this later in the comments, and uh, like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that always helps. And if you ever thought about, you know, becoming a patron of the channel, this is a great time to do it. Helps keep these daily messages coming. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.